The ABC's Word Wizard, the Lord of Language. A word in your ear with Professor Rowley Sussex. Would you like to try some of mine as well, Rowley, or have you blown your calorie count on guys? I'm close to limit, but I'd love to try some of yours. <laughs> You're a diplomat, sir. Uh, look, punctuation is a problem, isn't it? It is, and it's become even more more problematic over the last, say, 20 years as social media have got a completely different set of rules and, it's, in fact, it's, it's kind of rather rather uncertain exactly what the rules are anymore oh dear, this because is what they used to be mm. were, was very clear. Mm. In the 19th century, Dickens would punctuate his pages, you know, and there were thousands of, of, of commas and colons and semicolons and things. Nowadays, social media, by and large, leaves them out with a few exceptions because they've changed meaning which in a sense takes us a little bit back to the original thing because, of course, manuscripts were originally written without any spaces between the words. Really? Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, speech is continuous. You know, and it's only because we've been to school we know where to break out the words from one to the other, but speech itself just runs on, and so that's the way they wrote. And they even wrote bostrephodontically. Now, that's a great lingo bingo word. Not on my playlist today, thank goodness. I but shall what donate does it. Mean? What okay. does it mean? Okay, bus is the Greek word for an ox, and it's how the ox plows. So the first line went left to right, and then the next line went right to left with the letters back to front. And then it went left to right and right to left again. So it was left to right as in Latin and right to left as in Arabic, say. And after a while, that was a bit difficult, so they gave that up. But in the 3rd century BC, Aristophanes uh, said, look, this is silly having everything squished together. We need some guidance about where to make pauses. And so at the end of phrases, he, he introduced dots, a dot on the bottom of the line, the middle of the line, or the top part, to indicate how long you ought to pause. And that was the first punctuation. And punctuation comes from the Latin word punctum, which means to point. And so you were putting in points about how to read. That's okay. That explains why um, you would hear exclamation point as opposed to mark. I think Australian English favours mark, but American English favours point. But that's besides the point. The, the point I care to make now is that if you have a punctuation point to make, call now and have a word in Rolly's ear. I mean, I have a punctuation problem that I would like to get your thoughts on Rolly, but mm. maybe establish for us as well some of the other issues associated with punctuation today. Right. First of all, there's light punctuation, mm. which came out of several American publishing houses. And that's where you start leaving out punctuation that was put in before and isn't strictly speaking necessary. So we used to write Mr. John Smith, comma, new line, 15, comma, High Street, comma, Ascot Vale, comma, Victoria, comma, and then the it's a bit excessive, isn't it? Lots and lots of commas. Comma is on, on the skids in relatively, you know, m many more have been taken out. So that's the first one that's going. Uh, in social media, you hardly ever see a colon or a semicolon. Mm. And I think the other one that I'm, is my dear old friend, the apostrophe. The, the oh. apostrophe is in dire trouble. Yes, because I'm in dire... I mean, it's causing me all manner of trouble mm. at the moment. So my husband's name is James. Right. Word ends in S. Yes, now, if I'm saying the bag is next to James's shoes, mm -hmm. my 
question is, is it James apostrophe S or James with an apostrophe at the end? Because I understand that if you have a word ending in S and you put an apostrophe at the end, it's a collective, but it's just the one James, but it's his shoes. So it belongs to him. So I don't know what to do. What is the answer, Rolly? The rule used to be that if a word ended in S, you just had apostrophe. So Euripides apostrophe plays, Jesus apostrophe sayings. But then we get Dickens and he's a bit more recent. And was it Dickens novels or Dickens's novels? And people got very, very confused with all of this. And nowadays, all of the grammar guides say, it doesn't matter how a word ends, put apostrophe S on the end. So your husband would be James's shoes. Hmm. S apostrophe S. And, and I mean, in my name is even worse because it's got so many S's in it already. <laughs> Sussex's shoes. Blah, blah, blah. But uh, the rule is, you Black know. an apostrophe S at the end and you're S, right. And there you're okay. right. And that, that has actually solved that one. But, but the apostrophe is also for, well, now, it, it is possession. That's fine. But what about the Department of Veterans Affairs? Now, do oh. the affairs belong to the veterans? Not really. They're related to the veterans. And so things which are possession still have an apostrophe. Okay, so hang on. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Because veterans, we're talking plural. So veterans has the S, but there's no need for an apostrophe because we're talking about a group of veterans and it's their affairs that we're concerned with. That's the department of. Yes. Okay. But but if you were talking about the veterans' clothing, for example, where it did belong to them, that would be S apostrophe. Gotcha. Because the apostrophe by itself just means plural, mm. right? And the S apostrophe, the apostrophe S means. Oh boy, it's in, not it? easy. And, and little, few, few reasons actually. They, the, the apostrophe is being removed from a lot of places. I actually had a ring from the archbishopric of one of the one of the the bishoprics of Australia saying, "Should we have apostrophe S in the name of our cathedral or not?" And I said, "Ask the bishop. Ask the bishop. It's not my say so." <laughs> but no, this is a real problem. Some schools are keep. I think St Aidan's is still apostrophe s apostrophe s. Uh, St Peter's in Indrapilly, I think, is apostrophe s. But some of them have actually given given away the apostrophe entirely. Boy, scandalous. Uh, Rolly George at West End mm-hmm. has a uh, a question. Look, it isn't precisely to do with punctuation. Uh, Is it George? But I'm interested in it all the same. What's your question, George? Uh, What is the meaning of cynic or how, what's the etymology? Where does it come from? How Mm -hmm. does it It come come to us? Okay, it comes from Greek. Um, The cynics were uh, a, uh, someone who believes that other people are motivated by self-interest. Okay, so you're not feeling very positive or generous about them and you think that they've got lowly motives. Um, It was a school of philosophy in ancient Greece um, and they didn't like the the, the easy life. No, they were self-sufficient, weren't they? They, they were, were kind of the original forage off the land, if you can. If you and and a bit more than that, they were, they were a bit killjoy. Mm. They didn't think you should be enjoying yourself with, <laughs> with, with food and wine and things. Stop laughing! Yeah, so, I beg your pardon. <laughs> and it, it actually possibly comes from the original Greek word for a dog. So there you go. Kun. Does that answer it for you, George? Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Professor. No, I'm Rowley, please. On uh, ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland, I'm Kat and uh, Richard is at Charters Towers. Hi, Richard. Hi, how are you? How Good. are you, Rowley? Hello there. Do they still call your place Charlie's Trousers? 
Yeah, they do. I don't know why. Uh, I'm afraid. Being irreverent like Australians. Well, I just wonder, Charters Towers, if we're just kind of continuing the conversation around apostrophes and so on, was there ever an an apostrophe? Do the the towers describe towers that belonged to someone called Charters back in the day? What's the... What was the name Charter? I don't know. Richard, you know better than I do. Do you know, Richard? Originally, it was Charters Tours, and that came from Tours Hill, which... uh, Progressed to Charters Towers for some reason. Wow. Don't ask me how. Hmm. Wow, uh, that that is interesting. Good though. intel. Thanks, Richard. Yeah, yeah. But I hijacked your uh, your call. What was your what was your question, Richard? Sorry. Uh, just two things I often want to know about. Why do they say "here, here" at the end of some speeches? And um, the other one was, where does the term "meanwhile" come from in reference to you know down the track a bit? Hmm. Oh, right. Okay, um, here, here is an old parliamentary thing and basically telling everybody, listen up, listen up. Uh, I approve of what has just been said. And so it's been part of parliamentary conventions for a very, very long time. Um, meanwhile is, goes back to while in Middle English and it means uh, while, you know, for the, t- for the time being, something like that. No, in the intervening period of time. Does the mean and meanwhile have anything to do with the mean mathematically? You know how you have mean, median, mode? I suspect it probably it's does. it's kind of like... But you're going to have to let me take that one on advisement. Interesting. Richard. Thank you, yes. Well done. Okay. Thank you. Well, I'll get back to you with a fuller answer on that one because the, the mean, the mathematical mean, is, is comes from the Latin word medius, which means mean, middle. Yeah. So if yeah. it's meanwhile, that's sort of... In the middle of the while. Yeah, rather than... And I'm... I'm Pretty sure, that, wild pretty sure that they're... And it's not, not at all related to the mean meaning nasty. Huh. 25 past two. I'm Kat Stewart at Aspley, Professor Rolly Sussex, on the issue of punctuation has a question about the full stop. Stuart writes, what about the full stop at the end of a sentence? What does that mean? Is there any history beyond what is taught at school that you just put it there? Also, question marks. Shakespeare did a lot of plays where he paused instead of a full stop. And I guess the question mark is how did that evolve, mm-hmm. Rolly? Okay. The, the full stop is called a period in American English. And actually the word period is a bit older than full stop it says. Oh, really? Yes. Yep. So the Americans have continued an older hmm. tradition. But uh, the, the, the full stop is the way the Commonwealth countries still talk about it. And it means this is the end of the sentence. Right. Or if you've got three of them, it means ellipsis, which means dot, 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 dot meaning I, I, this is incomplete, I'm dot, dot, maybe dot. not going on or whatever. Mm. Okay. So the, the full stop has got a very specific grammatical meaning. It used, to, As I said, it used to be part of helping you to read well, knowing where to make pauses, and then it's, it's gone from there to acquire a grammatical meaning, meaning that is the end of the sentence and I'm about to start a new one. Okay. The trouble with the full stop in social media is that people normally leave out full stops entirely. It's you know, extra every so extra characters are a cost, so you leave them out if you can. So you get no G R and the numeral eight for great, and the letter U rather than Y O U and you're saving on characters and you're also it's a kind of competitive playfulness with your mates to see who can get the best versions and maybe be a bit hard to understand for fun. Okay. Now, what's happened with the full stop is that it's come back into social media and it means something like negative finish. So if I, say, if I send you a message which says, Cat, can't see you at five o'clock, 
full stop. No full stop. Oh, no full no stop. Full stop. Okay. That's, that means, okay, well, whatever. No, I've got something else full, on. I'll shake it off. Cat, I can't see you at full, five o'clock full stop. It means mm. you've got up my nose. Done something to you. Uh, and I'm signing out of this conversation and maybe we won't see each other oh, again. It, in other words, it's, this is really insidious because if you don't know... You can you can perpetrate you can dreadful someone. things. You can offend someone. <laughs> to the full stop. And of course, it, it's really different if with your if you're sending messages between people of different ages and generations, mm. because um, no younger people will use their conventions, older people will use their conventions, and you have to al- make allowance as you go for maybe this is part of the other the other group's way of using full stops, which is is really quite sneaky. The other one that's I think changed a lot is the exclamation mark. Oh, go on. What's, what, right. what's changed? You, the exclamation mark used to be for something which was said with a, an excited tone of voice. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, no. Jim's passed his exam, exclamation mark, meaning we thought he was going to fail. So this is something special, worthy of interest, you know, and I'm going to mark kind of emotional involvement in it as well. What's happened with the social media is that with, with the demise of the full stop, you need something to end end a, a sentence with. And people use exclamation marks incredibly often, um, sometimes four or five, so it's like a comic, you know, which used to have lots and lots, zam, uh, exclamation, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, whatever. And if you find a message without an exclamation mark in it, it almost sounds as if someone's a bit disengaged or bored or something. So these two bits of punctuation have actually taken on new values and when you go back to writing ordinary, everyday written English and you're applying for a job, you've got to remember which version you're using. Otherwise, you could be really quite mm. seriously adrift. Interesting. Uh, now, Rolly, Mick has a tricky one about apostrophes. Let's go, Mick. What have you got? Howdy, Kat. Hi. Hello, Rolly. Hi there. Rolly, um, if I buy a bottle of wine that's yep. made by a wine ma- winemaker from... Um, Winemaker named McWilliams. Yes. It's apostrophe S. Mm-hmm. So well, when I buy it, I own it, and my name's McWilliams. So is it apostrophe S? Apostrophe S. Uh-huh. Okay. The the grammar books now throw up their hands in horror and say, "Look, we're just going to make it simple for everybody. Even though McWilliams ends in an S, we're going to put apostrophe S after everything." Now McWilliams, oh. the commercial name, is pretty much set in stone. So you probably need to be bit careful about that. I mean, I'm going to buy a, a case of McWilliams's Red. Sounds a bit funny. You know, McWilliams Red, I think, sounds more natural. But again, with you, uh, someone saying that, uh, you know, oh, McWilliams has just arrived, then you'd need an apostrophe S there because you're a na- name of an individual, not so much of a company. But there's a lot of grey areas here, I'm afraid. That's the best I can do. No, all good. All good. good. More interest than anything. Thank you. Thank you. Give our best Thank to Rocky. Thanks, Mick. Uh, Vicky on the gorgeous Gold Coast. Hi, Vicky. Hi. Hi. I'm still here. You are. And you've got a question about the apostrophe for Professor Rolly Sussex. Go ahead. Professor Rolly, apostrophe is used in a possessive case. Yes. And when there's a letter left out, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, for example, it is. If you are, it's I-T apostrophe S, yes. the I is left out. So that's correct. correct. Yeah. And you have to be careful with that one because I-T-S is a possessive, but it doesn't have an apostrophe. And it's about the only one that doesn't. 
So IT apostrophe S, the apostrophe is the, the missed out letter I. Okay. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. I, I just want to make that clear because you see the apostrophe used so randomly mm. and it just, well, it drives me insane, really. Oh, yes. yeah, but you're quite right. The apostrophe marks a, a letter or letters missed out um, so that won't and shan't and couldn't and so on are all abbreviations of not and the O has been left out. Mm. There are a few in English which have more than one apostrophe, like Foxel, hmm. which is the four castle on a boat which has F-O apostrophe... S apostrophe L-A, I think, but I'd have to check. The finer points of punctuation with Professor Rolly Sussex this afternoon on ABC Brisbane and Queensland. I'm Kat, the Oxford comma Rolly. Right. The I o- like it, but I think it's it's terminal, isn't it? Uh, well, even Oxford has backed away from the Oxford comma, oh. which is sad. If you've got three or more things, I'm going to buy apples, comma, pears and grapes. Do you have a comma before the and? I mean, I like to sometimes if I'm, if again, if it's in the way you wish to it, it to be read. Yes. Apples, pears and Apples, grapes. comma, pears, comma and grapes. Now, putting the comma in, that was the Oxford comma mm. uh, and the Oxford press used to insist on it. The Americans hated it and left it out. But if you're going to buy uh, a lot of uh, Granny Smith apples, comma, uh, some pears which have been properly ripened, comma, uh, and, and grapes, the 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 more complicated the bits get that you're hooking together with the and, the more you need a comma to show where it ends. Okay? So that if it's a single word, the Oxford comma can probably go. If you've got a phrase, like apples with uh, no spotted skins, comma, uh, pears which have been picked by uh, people called Fred on Saturday afternoon, comma, and grapes, you need the comma still. Virgil's got a question on the text line about commas. Uh, Virgil from the GC writes, I'm never sure. How to use the word comma however. Ah. Can I start a sentence with however and is comma however comma always followed by a comma Comma. question mark? (laughs) If you're starting a sentence with however and you certainly may, it's got to have a comma after it. Okay. However, comma. It's like a strong but. And, and if you want a but with a bit more oomph, however. You can have however in the middle of a sentence and it's got to have commas on either side of it or some form of punctuation. All right. In other words, I came to the studio a bit earlier today, semicolon, however, comma, I really would have liked to be here a bit earlier. So that's fine. There is another however, which is to what extent. So however well you're feeling, remember not to eat too much chilli. And that's a different however. Boy. Dear old English strikes again. Doesn't it just? Uh, we are rapidly running out of time. I'll see if I can squeeze as many of your calls through as I can uh, whilst we still have Rolly Sussex on ABC Brisbane and Queensland. David at Scarborough. Go ahead, Dave. Hi. Rolly, good afternoon. My father back in California used to use the phrase fair to Midland, yes. meaning very average. What's the derivation of that? Uh, that being an American one, I'm going to have to look it up, but I've heard it a lot and I've read it in American fiction, I think by including Steinbeck, by the way. And fair to middling, fair, fair is you know, not really good. Middling is halfway towards good. So there are, if there are three levels of wellness, then fair is bad, middling is about the middle, right? And good would be the other side of it. Um, fair to middling is is a, a lovely American phrase and it, it means, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm slightly more positive, but... Not completely over halfway yet. Interesting. David, thank you. Good one. Uh, and last but by no means least, to, to Gary at Mogul. Hi, Gary. Go ahead. Hey, Kat. Uh, Rolly, just wanted to know how 
pounds and ounces uh, shortened or shown as LB or OZ. Mm-hmm. Well, the ounce one is, is is fairly easy because ounces, you know, OZ, you can you can imagine the O and the and the Z or the S. Pounds used to be librum, L-I-B-R-U-M, which is the Latin word for a pound. And the if you take a capital L and put a couple of bars through it, you pretty well got the sign for the pound um, in English usage. And the other pound, the Americans call pound, uh, the pound sign is actually the, uh, the hashtag, the hash mark, also known as an octothorpe because it's got eight points on it. And uh, that, that's, that's the American's version, which do, does not use the L with the bars through it. Boy. Okay. Uh, does excellent. That, does that explain it, Gary? Does that... <laughs> yeah, it does, <laughs> Gary. Thank you. Excellent. All right. There we go. So we are perceiving things in uh, specific manners this afternoon, which is interesting because um, I understand that there's a word pareidolia, which is to perceive a specific, often meaningful image in a random or ambiguous visual pattern, Rolly. And I think yes. we've been talking about patterns, haven't we, and we meaning have. and patterns and, and the I punctuation that word. helps yeah. with that, doesn't it? A bit like paraproscodium, but we'll do, we'll oh, do with you, them next week. Uh, it is time for your last word, please, Professor. This is, this is from Oscar Wilde, whose full name was Oscar Fingler Flaherty Wills Wilde. And he said... Thinking is the most unhealthy disease in the world and people die of it just as they would of any disease. Luckily in England, at any rate, thought is not catching. Pleasure and a privilege as ever, Professor. Thank you very much. Thanks, Kat. On ABC Radio, Brisbane and Queensland every Thursday afternoon. Just remember, Thursdays are words days on ABC Brisbane and Queensland. Every Thursday afternoon from 2pm, Professor Rowley Sussex, your Lord of Language. If you've just come in at the end or you want a bit more Rowley, then check out Rowley's podcast. It's called A Word in Your Ear and it's available through the ABC Listen app. You've been listening to A Word in Your Ear. A podcast from ABC Radio Brisbane. For more information, head to abc.net.au/brisbane.